presence of the Lord. But it's just his glory in the room. I, we, just for a moment, you'll, you'll find this in the book of Exodus chapter 30 about this sixth piece of furniture in the tabernacle. <clears throat> I've subtitled this message this morning, Incense Arise. And I just want to let you know, Trey, just, y'all just hang here for a minute because I'm going to preach really short. You know what that means? It means nothing. That's what that means. It means absolutely nothing. So stupid. This sixth piece of furniture in the tabernacle. Here's a disclaimer. At some point, worship is going to billow inside of you. And when it does, just let it out. Okay, it is decent and in order today to give him worship. And if there's a moment where you just can't stand it no more, well, you know what an air compressor does when it's too full? It either releases or shuts down. I don't want you to shut down. If he's worthy and it is just billowing in you, just let it out. Just let it out. He's, he's worthy of it. Incense arise. Here we are in the inner court, and we're at the last piece of furniture in the inner court. We have passed the brazen altar. We've gone past the laver. We're now stepped into the holy place, the inner court. The lampstand is illuminating what's happening in this place. We see the table of shoe bread, and now here we are postured at the altar of incense. This is the second altar in the tabernacle. This altar is not about salvation. This altar is about worship. This altar is significant because if you look at the seven pieces, you'll see that this is the heart of the tabernacle. This is the heart of the tabernacle. The power of this piece, ladies and gentlemen, is that up until now, it's been all about what God is saying about our sin and our situation. But we have now come to an altar where we get to tell God what we think about Him as it relates to our situation. It's such a powerful moment. The only reason I'm saved is because of what he did. The only reason I'm sanctified is because of what he did. The only reason that I can see in the inner court is because of the, the fire and the oil of the Spirit of God. The only reason I can partake of the table of shoe bread is because he is the bread that came down from heaven. And now here I am at the sixth piece of furniture, the altar of incense, and now I get to speak. The question, ladies and gentlemen, is am I going to waste this moment whining or am I going to take advantage of this moment in worship? If he's got enough to save me, if he's got enough to wash me, if he's got enough to illuminate my ability to see clearly, if he's got enough to feed me, then I have to believe he's got enough to understand my situation. And I'm afraid there's way too many of us that spend and waste the moment whining when what we should be doing is worshiping. 
He said in chapter 30 of Exodus, he said, I want you to make me an altar to burn incense on. And I want you to make it a vacation. We'll look at verse 6. Ver 1 through 10 gives you all of it. But verse 6 says, and I want you to put it before the veil. On the other side is the mercy seat. The Ark of the Covenant is over the testimony where I'm going to meet with you. Look at verse 7. But I want you to burn incense on it, sweet incense, every morning. And when he tends the lamp, he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamp at twilight, he shall burn incense on it. It will be a perpetual incense before the Lord, not just in this moment, but throughout the generations. The requirement of me is to make sure that my children understand what it's like to be in a posture of worship before the Lord. And if I've done my job correctly, their children will know what it's like to be standing before God and not waste the moment with a wine, but pursue it with a worship. I am literally feet away from the realm of the supernatural, the most holy place. And this is the last place before I got to do what I got to do to enter in to the supernatural realm. I come to the altar of incense and God requires it To be a sweet savor in the nostrils of him. Somebody asked me one day, just earlier this week, they said, PG, what is the whole issue with this western wall, the wailing wall in Israel? I said, oh, I'm so glad you asked. Because Jewish people every morning and every evening go there to pray. What's the big deal? It is the wall of Solomon's temple that's left. And it happens to be the wall four feet in width. But on the other side of that wall is where the Holy of Holies was. They go there and they pray every morning and every evening because they are as close to where the Ark of the Covenant was, the Holy of Holies, as they could possibly get. Ladies and gentlemen, when you and I worship, we are as close to the supernatural realm as we can possibly get. Why would I waste it with a wine that he already knows about? Because if he's got enough to save me, if he's got enough to cleanse me, if he's got enough to open my eyes to illuminate my situation, if he's got enough to feed me, then the least I can do is say thank you for letting me get this far. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is the place of perpetual worship. And it's amazing how worship will turn into intercession. And if intercession is done properly, intercession will turn into worship. You find this incense 
in the book of Exodus chapter 30, verse 34 and 35, it's made of four ingredients. Mm. It's made of four. It's made of, uh, of, the, of starch. It's made of anica. It's made of galbanum. And it's made of pure frankincense. And they are all equal in parts. The staunch and the, and the anica and the galbanum and the pure frankincense, they come together. No, staunch, the, the staunch is it's, it, it's, it's similar to what a distilled water would be, like tears. The point of tears most often is to wash impurities from your vision. So God says, I want you to bring me an oil that will help wash the impurities so you can see clearly the next realm. But I want you to mix it with, with Annika. And this is the, it's made by the tearing of flesh. This oil is released by the tearing of flesh. Because once again, there are some things that cannot remain if we're going to go further. But it's not just about purifying your vision and tearing your flesh. It also has galbanum. And galbanum is a very interesting spice, a very interesting oil. Because it's made out of sweet things. It's made out of pleasant things. It's made out of enjoyable things. And this is where you see sacrificial worship comes in because of the blessings and the manifestations of the glory of the Lord and the blessings of the Lord. It, it's those things in equal part that comes with the frankincense, which again is symbolism of the deity of Jesus. When I think of what Jesus has done for me and the level of access that I have to him, mixed with what I've been through that's tried to blur my vision, by the areas of my life that I have to yield myself to with the tearing of my flesh. Again, with the supernatural blessings and manifestations of his glory in my life. When I get those things together, it gets easier to worship. Watch this. Incense doesn't happen because you have the four ingredients in the room. But it's when you get them and you stir them together. <laughs> when I think about the tears I've cried, mixed with the blessings I've gone and been walked, that I have, have seen in my life. When I mix it with what Jesus did for me versus what he required of me. When those things are mixed together, when they're stirred together, that's when it is pulled into a place that creates the pleasure. Watch this. But to get it out of the room and to ascend to the nostrils of God, it must not just be mixed together, it must also be ignited on fire. It's one thing to be stirred, it's another thing to be ignited. If I'm going to get it to lift off of the altar, it has to be a fire that has ignited it. It's interesting. This mixture, the stock and the anica and the galbanum and the pure frankincense, it created, when it was ignited, it created a pleasing savor in the nostrils of God, but it also did something else. It also created irritation to snakes. Come on. 
when my worship is mixed together. See, that's why you can't just have good things all the time. Because you don't have all the ingredients. And that's why you don't just sit around and cry all the time. Because it doesn't give you all the ingredients. But when you understand that he's working these things for our because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. When I come into that situation, not only does it ascend and is pleasing to the nostrils of God, but it chases every snake and every serpent that's trying to get into my situation. It makes them so irritated, they have to run right out of my house. They have to run right out of my children's bedroom. They have to run right out of the situation. They want nothing to do with my worship when it is mixed properly together. I must warn you, verse number 9 of Exodus 30 tells us that God's not looking for strange incense. Don't just go grab incense from the vape shop and expect him to take it. He's not looking for the incense you prefer to smell. Well, I got allergies. So does your snake. Come on. So does your devil. I would rather have a running nose and a running devil. Okay, I need to shut up. That's for the 1130. He says, I don't want strange incense. And I don't want you to bring me an offering to this moment either. Don't come in and try to buy my favor to the next dimension. You can't manipulate to go further. What I require is worship. Well, what's the difference between worship and strange worship? Strange worship is when you worship with an agenda other than entering in. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. When you worship with an agenda other than getting more intimate with him, it's strange incense to God. Because worship is not about sacrifice, it is about pursuit. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? There's a story in the book of Numbers, it's testimony. Korah and his sons offered to God a strange incense and God killed them. And their strange incense, their strange worship released a plague into the entire children of Israel. God comes to Moses and then Moses runs to Aaron with the command of God and says, watch this, I want you to take a censer off of the altar and I want you to put the incense on it and when you put the incense on it Aaron I want you to run and stand between death and life and worship and if you'll stand between death and life in worship, 
I'll stay the plague. In other words, there are some things that will go no further if I'll just stand at the altar of incense and begin to worship. If I'll take the censer off of my worship and take it back to my house, I can stand between death and life and the plague will go no further. It happens at the place of the altar of incense. What Aaron did in that moment is look at death, look at that plague and say, you shall not pass. Not because of who I am, but because of who I worship. And ladies and gentlemen, if we're ever going to get into the realm of the unexplainable, if we're ever going to move into the realm of the unexplainable, there has to be a posture of pursuit that says, I just want you. I just want you. David said it this way in Psalm 141 verse 2. Let my prayer be set before you as incense and the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. I believe God has brought you and me into this moment to get the awesome privilege to tell him how worthy he is in our lives. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You Somebody just lift. 
lift your hands and tell the Lord you are worthy You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Would you slip up your hands and tell the Lord you Does he deserve? deserves that glory just for the next 20 seconds give him worship all over this room just give him worship all over this room whatever worship he deserves give him that right there whatever glory he deserves from you give it to him right there if he deserves your voice give him your voice if he deserves your hands give him your hands if he deserves your feet give him your feet if he deserves your knees give him your knees if he deserves your face give him your face if he deserves your clapping give him your clapping if he deserves your shouting give him your shouting if he deserves your tears give him your tears ah somebody worship just worship just worship we're letting incense rise in this place today oh for from you are all things he deserves it he deserves it he deserves it he deserves it you are worthy you are worthy come on say you come on Yes, you are. Hey, you deserve the glory. Day and night, and night and day, let incense come. Day and night, and night and day, let incense Day and night. 
from you, forth from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve, you deserve the glory, for from you are all things, forth from you are all things, and to you are all things. You If he deserves it, give it to him all over this room. Give it to him all over this room. of worship. You deserve the glory, you deserve the glory, you deserve the glory. Oh, we love you, Lord. Lord, we repent of whining when we should have been worshiped. got our eyes on our situation when our heart was saying we know in whom we have believed and you are the God that is able to keep us from stumbling and with hearts of gratitude we say thank you for being a rock that is higher than our pain. For being a rock that is higher than our temptation. We worship you in the beauty of your holiness. We worship you. In the fellowship of your suffering, we still worship you. And in the power of your resurrection, we worship you. We worship you. Because you are the one who is able to break the seal and open the scroll. We worship you because you are still the lion of the tribe of Judah. We worship you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. We worship you because you're the God who was and you're the God who is and you'll still be the God who is yet to come. We worship you. We worship you 
Day star, we worship you. Day spring, we worship you. Lily of the valley, we worship you. Fairest of 10,000, we worship you. Morning star, we worship you. Redeemer, we worship you. Baptizer, we worship you. Restorer, we worship you. Waymaker, we worship you. Miracle worker, we worship you. Promise keeper, we worship you. We join with the angels today and say, Holy, Holy, Holy God, you are. We worship you. You're worthy of my worship. We worship you. Best day we worship you. On my worst day we worship you. We worship, we worship, we worship. Worship, we worship, we worship. Oh, we say you need to take an inventory of past prophecies take an inventory of the past prophecies that have been spoken over you over your house they have not been denied take an inventory Some of you from your childhood, you knew the hand of the Lord set on you. And the enemy of your soul robbed you in seasons telling you you were too young. 
and now he's trying to rob you of this season. I'm telling you, you're too old. But he was a liar at the first time. He's a liar right now. Take an inventory of your previous prophecies. Just thank the Lord for his presence that is in this room. Oh, thank you, Lord. I thank you that you're chasing the snake of depression out of this room right now. thank you that you're chasing the snake of isolation and loneliness out of this room right now. I thank you that you're chasing the snake of childhood abuse out of this room right now. I thank you that you're chasing the snake of confusion out of this room right now. Perversion out of this room right now. this was one but I thank you that you're chasing the snake of I'm always going to be this way out of this room right now worship you. Ladies and gentlemen, family, worship is a powerful weapon in your hand. It's a powerful weapon in your mouth. It's a powerful weapon when you posture your heart. of the Old Testament there was only one person that got to go into the realm of the supernatural and that was the high priest and it was only one time a year next Sunday when the veil was ripped it gave access to all of us that's why he calls us a royal priesthood because we now have access but not just anybody could go in there I'm going to talk about the dress code of the priest in a couple weeks David was not a priest, a high priest. He was a king. But in seasons where they restored the Ark of the Covenant back to the place of position, David said, I want the Ark in my tent. David was not a priest, and that was not the tabernacle. But David found out a secret about God. That God is attracted to something called worship. And David knew that if I'll give him worship, he won't kill me. God broke protocol because he was so drawn to the posture of worship. I don't know who this is for today, but I hear the Lord saying, if you'll break your protocol of 
comfort. I will stay the plague that is trying to attach to your house. I'm going to give you 30 more seconds. But I dare you to give him all the glory that he is worthy of from your life. Listen, I don't want your car to be empty, but I want your praise tank to be empty before you leave here. To him be all the blessing, all the glory, all the honor, all the power, all the praise, both now and forever. If there's any...